0: Hello, friends, and welcome to the Everyday Truth podcast with Kurt Skelly. We are here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day, and we're glad you joined us here for the conversation. Right now, we're studying the book of Revelation in a series called The End is the Beginning. Now, let's join Kurt for today's episode. Good morning, friends, and welcome to our uh, next episode of Everyday Truth. Appreciate you joining us. Uh, We are, of course, in Revelation chapter number two. I know I said good morning a moment ago. (laughs) It's morning when I'm recording this, but I don't know when you're listening. So whatever time of day it is, uh, thank you for joining us uh, for the daily podcast. Uh, We're talking about this church at Thyatira. And although the church itself was probably smaller and the, the city itself a little bit insignificant in those days, Uh, there were some profound problems uh, that this church was dealing with. And the Lord has just condemned this woman whom he calls Jezebel. Now, we don't know that that's her name, her given name. uh, But certainly, when we think about calling somebody a Jezebel, that's not a flattering term. And watch, if you would, verse number 22, where... The Lord continues to talk about the judgment that comes down upon Jezebel. Look at verse 22. Behold, I will cast her into a bed, and them that commit adultery with her into great tribulation, except they repent of their deeds. So the irony here is that God said, I'm going to judge her by putting her into a bed, or sick bed would be the idea uh, that you and I would, would understand today. So think about it if if her sin is that of adultery and it's probably not physical adultery it's probably the fact that she's she's encouraging people in the church to participate in the idol worship remember the guilds and all the things we talked about last episode she's she's asking them to participate in these pagan rituals of society some of which Involve Christians having to eat meat offered to idols in the pagan temple. Uh, Some of it involves Christians actually having to violate their conscience. And what the Lord is saying is Jezebel, what you're actually doing is you're wounding uh, the conscience of these believers by causing them to participate in satanic ritual. And so in that sense, you're forcing them to commit spiritual adultery. So I am going to deal with you by casting you into a bed, a sick bed. So see the irony, adultery is that which takes place on a bed. And he's to, so God, the Lord said, I'm going to deal with those that you are, I'm going to deal with you because you're the instigator. But then watch what he says in verse 22. And uh, them that commit adultery with her into great tribulation. So there is the aggressor, Jezebel, who's teaching false doctrine, but there are also those that are listening to her that are doing what's wrong. They will also receive judgment from the Lord because they'll fall into great tribulation. Uh, There is a consequence to false doctrine, both in teaching it and in receiving it. And the greater judgment is upon the one that's giving it. Remember what the Apostle Paul said in Galatians chapter one, when he said, uh, if any man preach any other gospel unto you, than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. And so there's a strong judgment upon people that would would propagate false doctrine. But that does not mean that those that participate in false doctrine or attend that church where false doctrine is being preached and taught will not also receive some kind of negative uh, judgment. In this case, great tribulation. So the, the point is that whether you're the giver or the receiver of false doctrine, it is a dangerous thing. Look at verse number 23 and i will kill her children with death and all the churches shall know that i am uh, i am he which searcheth the reins and hearts and i will give unto every one of you according to your works so i mean the judgment can become so severe that people even die and that's the that's the teaching of verse 23 and then god gives the reason because i am the one that knows the reins so the rein, R-E-I-N, like the rein of a horse. It's how you control a horse. Um, and then the Bible says the reins and the hearts. So that's the inner seat of affection. So what's the Lord saying? The Lord's saying, listen, I have the prerogative to judge even in, in some of these extreme ways. You know, people lose their lives because I know what's really going on down in the heart. Uh, Verse 23 reminds me of 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Remember, the church at Corinth was abusing the Lord's Supper. Uh, They were not celebrating it in a God-honoring way. And the Lord said to them that there be many weak and sickly among you. So last verse, we talked about the sickbed and many sleep. Uh, Some have died in judgment because they have had the wrong motive and the way that they're worshiping and following the Lord. Now, obviously, I'm not trying to, to, to scare you uh, today, but what I'm what I am saying is we serve a holy God and we should not trifle with our God. And God's primary way by which he wants to speak to us and guide our life is through his word. Did did you see what we talked about yesterday? God came to Jezebel, even the purveyor of false doctrine. God came to her and said, repent. I'm going to give you a space to repent. So it's not that God has not been merciful, kind, long-suffering. He's been all of those things. But if a person continues to rebel, continues to say no to God, continues to repel all of the mercy and goodness of God, then God does have other means at his disposal by which he can get our attention. Uh, Sometimes that's sickness, not not every time. And I'm certainly not saying if you're sick, that's the judgment of God, but God can work in these ways. And sometimes people have died because they've just refused uh, the gentle nudges of God. So these are very, very serious verses for us to consider i look at verse number 24. But unto you, I say, and unto the rest in Thyatira, as many as have not this doctrine and which have not known the depths of Satan. So there's the real issue in false doctrine as we're descending into the very depths of Satan. The Bible says, as they speak, I will put upon you none other burden. So the Lord is quick to say, not everybody in the church is behaving this way. Uh, Some in the church are, and they will receive judgment from the Lord. Now, to others that are staying faithful and holding fast and have not succumbed to this false doctrine, are not following the teaching of Jezebel, uh, I am not going to deal with them in the same way that I'm dealing with the others. That's why it's so wonderful to know the Lord knows. You know, in human judgment, sometimes we miss it. In human judgment, sometimes we try the wrong person or condemn the wrong person, or in many cases, we don't condemn the right person and they just go scot-free. But in the Lord's judgment, he judges righteous judgment. Why? Because he not only knows the deeds, every one of them, but he knows the motives. He knows what's going on on the inside. So God is always able to deal with situations perfectly. Look at verse number 25 but that which you have already but that which you have already hold fast till I come so a word of encouragement to this church hey don't allow your areas of spiritual growth to retrograde don't go backward don't backslide hold fast hang in there uh, it's a it's a theme in the new testament sometimes we see the word patience or perseverance What's the Lord saying? The Lord's saying, hey, don't, don't lose ground. Hang in there. Stay fast. Be faithful. Uh, Faithful is, has it as its root faith. So faithfulness is a matter of I believe that my present suffering has value. I believe that this soon shall pass. I believe that God is with me and watching over me. So I can be faithful. I can hang in there. And that's what the Lord is is trying to tell these few faithful ones here in verse number 25. Verse number 26, he that overcometh, there's our theme. We've seen this at the end of every uh, letter to the churches. He that overcometh and keepeth my works unto the end, to him will I give power over the nations. Wow, what a thought. So here are people that are being faithful in Thyatira. Their own local church is struggling, let alone their society around them. They seem to be like they're the only ones. It seems that they're just kind of holding on. What are we even accomplishing? You know How important really are we? But did you see the Lord's promise? What the Lord said is faithful believers one day will actually be given the privilege in the millennial reign of Jesus Christ to rule and reign with him. Now, that doesn't mean that we're all gonna be police officers and prosecuting attorneys. What that does mean is to rule means to shepherd, that we will be given leadership to help lead the flock of God during that 1,000-year reign of Jesus Christ. When we return with him, Uh, After having gone to heaven in the rapture and then coming back after the seven-year tribulation period to this earth, uh, Armageddon's battle will have been won by Christ. The kingdom will have been set up and you and I as believers will rule and reign with him and our ruling and reigning will have a big part to do with our faithfulness over that which is little in this life. We're going to talk more about that as the book unfolds. That's an exciting promise. Verse number 27, "'And he shall rule them with a rod of iron.'" This is talking about the reign of Christ in that day. "'As the vessels of a potter shall they be broken to shivers, even as I received of my father.'" So it seems like the devil is in control now. It seems like the depths of Satan are what's the moving and shaking influence in the world. It seems like Christians are just the off-scouring and the minority. But there's coming a day when Jesus will rule demonstrably. And we will rule and reign with him. And Jesus himself promises that here. Verse number 28, And I will give him the morning star, uh, the morning star, by the way, is a reference to Jesus Jesus himself. I think what the Lord is saying he, here is, I will give you a special portion of me. You will rule and reign with me. Uh, you will have fellowship with me. Uh, you will see me physically. It's going to be a wonderful day. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. So I hope that helps today. What great encouragement at the end of some pretty hefty judgment uh, here as we talked about the church at Thyatira. Tomorrow we're going to jump into chapter three and we're going to begin with the, verse of the church at Sardis. So I hope you'll join us. Hey, God bless you, my friends. Have a great day in the Lord. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you enjoy Everyday Truth, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.